Welcome to the third podcast in this Journeys to Treasury series. Given the growing role of digitization and Treasury's increasing role in facilitating new business models, what might the future of Treasury look like? What skills will be required? And with more flexible working practices, what opportunities does remote working offer to access a global talent pool? I'm, I'm Helen Sanders and I'll be chairing today's podcast, but I'd really like to introduce our podcast participants, Barbara Pinzan from PwC, Stefan Deal from SAP, and Mike Richards from the Treasury Recruitment Company. Barbara, I'd like to start with you, if I may. Over the past year, almost all of us have been working remotely, which has led to some important questions about the way we'll work as we move out of the pandemic to what extent do you see our current working practices as a model for the future? Thank you, Ellen. So um, just to start with, the need for change is not something that is recent. Just looking at all the different trends uh, that started already a few years ago, like all the fintechs, the real-time payments, the regulatory uncertainties, all the commodities fresh shift, all the currency moves, escalations of the trade wars, not even mentioning the political tensions, we can fairly say that before the pandemic, many treasury departments were already challenged by the pace of the new virtual world. And we're still probably a bit too paper-based, slow or more reactive rather than proactive. So to summarize, this pandemic has just accelerated an existing trend. And certain research even said that uh, it has accelerated the pace of moving towards a virtual work uh, situation from five years to one year. So now I have a lot of clients that ask me regularly, I mean, is it now the right moment to talk uh, about uh, a new world working? We are already into this crisis for a year. And the many surveys that I'm going to go into the numbers maybe right now shows that a large part of the workforce suffers today from the current setup. And that's precisely why we think that now, after one year of experience, we can think about this new normal, this new virtual way of working. Back to you, Ellen. Thank you, Barbara. And Mike, if I can come to you, we, as Barbara said, we are in this new virtual working model. What have the events over the past year, including that remote working, meant for recruitment in Treasury? I think the first part I would reflect on is exactly what Barbara said there and, and treasury teams and treasury departments if you like they're still suffering from whiplash you know we've gone five years of development crammed into one year um, you know it was you know the worst April Fool's joke wasn't it back in March and it was like look we're gonna uh, you know back at the beginning oh we're thinking about flexible working we'll work from home sometimes we'll do this a month later it's like right you're in your bedroom you're working for the next year it's like Everyone's like, whoa, hang on. And it literally is that effect of going from there to crammed into one year and people were ready for it. You know, so there was, you know, treasury teams. I've speak to them regularly on, a, on our own podcast. And, but when I'm talking to them, what I'm trying to pick out is how have they coped? You know, the contingency planning, did they work? They did. Treasury teams were ready for it and everything else. That was the team and the work aspect, but people weren't ready for this blended way of working. So this working from home, you know, working from home initially, oh, I was great, you know, have some personal time, exercise, to have travel to the office. Well, that was all right. But then when your commute get, went from the bed to the shower, kitchen, home office, 
and repeat, you know, in not a different order, maybe. It's just really weird. And actually that blended way of working, you know, has people have suffered. You know, people have talked about men, you know, mindfulness and mental state and things like that. And I don't, don't want to over talk about this because I want to give other, you know, guests the, you know, their floor. And it's weird sort of being on a podcast where I'm doing the talking. Because normally I'm asking and sitting back like you, Helen, and going, right, you, you answer now. That's it. Um, but that's exactly it, I think, with these guys that, you know, people that 100% in the office to 100% home and are senior treasury staff looking after their teams. You know, I've had a few other examples I'll come back to later because, again, I don't want to take up too much of the time. But we'll talk about people, you know, putting projects on hold and what they're doing and, you know, having that face-to-face -face time and things like that. But it's, you know, how does it affect recruitment? Recruitment stopped, you know, and everything held on. Now we're starting to sort of get back to this new way of working. Um, and the first question I get asked by many staff is, what's the working from home policy? If people had asked me this two years ago, I'd go, get out. Like what? No, they'll be flexible working. The world's changed, and and as people are still, as go back that whiplash effect. They're still still getting used to it. But all right, I'll shut up now. Back to you. Sorry. Oh, thank you, Mike. That's that's great. And from what you know, going on from what you've said, um, we we've been through this whiplash period of no working from home or very little to a hundred percent working from home. And as we come out from that, there's probably going to be a blend of remote and virtual and in the office working so bearing that in mind Barbara what should treasurers be thinking about to try and make the best of that blended model yes thank you Ellen so um, depending on how you're organized virtual working might be rather easy or complicated and the first step is really to understand how is your treasury department designed do you have specialists handling specific functions as payments, cash handling, or do you have rather officers handling end-to-end -end transactions covering full processes? Or is it a mix, a blend uh, and small teams handling activities depending on the workload? Once you have understand and define how your department is structured, then the second step is to look at the level of interaction and the need for infrastructure. What do I mean with that? Um, the level of interaction is defined by how often your employees have to meet internally or externally. The need for infrastructure is driven for a treasury department, mainly around the availability of system from home or only from the office. As a treasury department, again, you, you mostly provide services okay, to other departments internally, but you still have you know, regular interactions with other external uh, in intervening parties like regulators, banks, and so on. So for example, would you have a high level of interaction and a high need of infrastructure? The likelihood to be able to work remotely will be quite low. But if you see, depending on how you're structured, that some of the roles within your team or even certain team or even your full department tre treasury um, has a low level of interaction and a low need for infrastructure, we can go to a rather very ambitious virtual uh, working way of doing things. And actually that's the first step. You think about, okay, how much virtual working? And then, I don't know if I may, but a question that comes quite often is about productivity. Okay, I know I would like to, I don't know, for 50%, two days, three days a week of virtual working, but how do I make sure that people are feeling, you know, nice working from home? I mean, 
And what we have seen, if we have to look back the, the last year, is that the less productive teams were even more or less productive into a virtual context, when highly productive teams were even more productive. So the virtual working mode will increase an existing performance trend and therefore requires a specific attention if you notice that within certain of your team, you might have different performance level. But then the big question that comes always is how do I make sure that people feel fine? How do I make sure that my teams are enabled to work efficiently into a remote, uh, into a remote setup? And there actually there are certain principles that apply to a virtual setup. First, the human touch. The human touch is even more important when you're into a virtual setup than into an office space. You need to show visible leadership in a remote, in a remote working and connecting with your team is even more important. You have to create a shared goal, agree on new expectations. You need to encourage people to be owner and accountable of their action. You need to focus on solutions. A small crisis that you could solve at the office around the coffee now virtually suddenly can take huge proportions, right? So you need to very quickly handle the energy and positively focus on the structured solution. You need to enable others to act virtually. You need to delegate appropriately within the teams. You need to provide visibility of all work happening and empower the team members to take accountability. And then the last point that circle back actually to the human aspect is you need to celebrate. You need to praise something. You need to reinforce the good behaviors of the virtual team. You need to recognize the performance in the new ways uh, of working that matters for the team. So with those key principles in mind and with uh, a good uh, understanding on how your structure and how much virtual working is possible, you can enable your team to be successful into this new setup. That's great. Thank you so much, Barbara. And Stefan, I'm sure that you've got something to add on that, bearing in mind there's the human aspect, but of course, what's also enabling remote working is digitization and uh, the systems infrastructure that we've all been relying on increasingly. So how do you see that, that future of work? Yeah, thank you, Helen. Um, and uh, leading um, a treasury organization, uh, I can tell that uh, people really get more and more used to remote working. And uh, actually, uh, the virtual collaboration model increases flexibility as you can shift tasks across locations more easy uh, than in a, in a pure physical setup. Uh, and it has advantages for a treasury organization. You can stabilize backup solutions, for example. Uh, so there, there was a lot to win uh, with the remote uh, working environment. Um, but uh, virtual collaboration itself might be uh, a good exercise since uh, 13 or 14 months now. Uh, but I think the onboarding of new colleagues is really a challenge. Uh, while you can create uh, valuable process descriptions uh, that can be easily understood, uh, I think the culture of a company and the work ethics in a team uh, are more difficult to transfer. And uh, you need a lot of empathy, uh, dedication and time uh, to really bring that across to new employees. Um, on a different note, uh, in a remote working environment, I think it is uh, absolutely necessary that you have stable 
processes that are as much automated as possible. In our example, we have a centralized uh, payment factory uh, where almost 100% of the payments are done directly via the ERP system. Uh, and that made possible that our shared service center uh, colleagues uh, could do the work um, uh, after literally moving to the home office overnight. So they were able to use this centralized system instead of having to deal uh, with a lot of electronic banking uh, devices, tokens and everything. So that was very helpful uh, during the pandemic. Uh, and uh, when you look at the further future of, of treasury um, colleagues working uh, in a remote or in a hybrid environment, um, I think we have to um, acknowledge that treasury has a large number of internal stakeholders. So what does that mean? We have a lot of uh, joint projects with tax, with investor relations, uh, with legal, uh, with uh, all sorts of internal stakeholders. And especially younger treasurers, uh, which start their career now, they have to find a way, uh, you know, in this hybrid working model to really build out their networks and develop a holistic view on finance processes. And this might be a bit uh, more difficult than in the past. But on the other hand, I think the remote working environment can also speed up learning processes. You know, you can get to know more people in a shorter time. Uh, and if you are open uh, to new things, new tasks, uh, this can be a huge opportunity. So that's my um, that's my experience back to you Helen thank you um, and I'm going to stay with you Stefan if that's all right um, you know we talk um, based on what you've said and what Barbara said before about this um, this blend of the human element uh, which you've mentioned and that empath empathetic element and the importance of digitization and automation so how would you bring these together in terms of what a future treasury organization is likely to look like yeah, that's a very interesting question. Um, let's start with uh, the segregation of duties, uh, which has uh, kind of shaped uh, the form of treasury organizations in the past. If you look uh, at the IT landscape today uh, with the personalized profiles uh, that the systems provide, um, you still have the segregation of duties uh, for a few tasks. Uh, but there is no need uh, for this uh, very strict uh, organizational setup of front, middle and back office. So I think the first thing uh, to acknowledge is that we will see less clear boundaries between uh, those teams uh, in the future. Um, then I think um, when you look at the digital transformation, um, it's, um, I think, uh, very important to uh, think about two waves of this digital transformation. The first wave, from my perspective, is really about simplification, standardization, and automation um, along the existing processes. But there is a second wave uh, that is sometimes uh, a bit mixed up with the first one. And that is really about taking uh, the, new the new technologies like uh, machine learning, AI, advanced analytics, 
uh, to make decisions um, better, yeah, to increase the quality and the speed of decisions. Um, and of course, you can't just snip your finger and then the digital transformation is there. You have to uh, also have a learning concept uh, for the treasury colleagues. You have to embark on agile uh, working modes so that everybody understands the way you have to work together uh, with the IT uh, colleagues to uh, really drive this uh, digital transformation. Uh, and as you can imagine in SAP, uh, my team uh, very closely work together with development, with IT, with the analytics colleagues uh, in, in scrum methods, uh, in a, a continuous co-innovation style. Uh, but I think this will be the future, not only for a treasury organization uh, at SAP, uh, but across uh, a lot of finance functions in other industries. So there is a, there is a lot of change ahead of us. But again, uh, also a lot of uh, opportunities. Great. And staying with you just for a moment more, Stefan, if I, if I may, um, you talked about um, you know, new ways of learning, new mindset. How is that reflecting on the skills that you're asking for now in your team? Um, you know, if you compare that to two or three years ago, are you asking for different skills now than you were then, perhaps? Yes, alongside uh, the, uh, the changes I just described, uh, of course, uh, the skill set of a treasurer now and, and uh, specifically in the future will change uh, significantly, I guess. Um, I mean, there is always this uh, combination of, uh, let's say, the traditional treasury expertise, uh, which is still very important. Uh, you have to have a solid basis in terms of those uh, treasury topics like asset management, cash management, financing, financial risk management. But that has to be combined uh, with uh, technological skills. And uh, you have to develop a digital mindset. Um, this does not mean that every treasury uh, employee has to have coding experience and coding knowledge. Uh, but it means that you have to have a solid understanding of the technologies that we have and their potential use cases. Yeah? Is blockchain something uh, for each aspect of treasury or where it can really add value? And I think this is what we are looking for, that uh, people have this digital mindset and also a growth mindset yeah? because you uh, there are so many things uh, to learn and to, to get your hands around uh, that more than ever, I think uh, curios uh, curiosity uh, is important uh, and also uh, resilience yeah, because there will be a lot of change uh, in the future. Uh, so you have to drive your uh, soft skills uh, alongside those uh, more, um, uh, let's say, uh, treasury related skills. Um, and I also think that we, we all need uh, a broader expertise in terms of end-to-end uh, -end finance processes um, and also um, a good understanding of your business because Treasury will move uh, even more towards the business itself uh, with payment methods, with cash flow profiles of new uh, business models. Uh, so uh, there is a lot. Uh, uh, there is a lot of additional skills needed, and you have to build that up uh, step by step. Great, thank you. And Mike, 
to what extent does this um, align with your experience, what you're seeing from uh, your clients and, and what you are advising, um, you know, people who are potentially looking for new roles in Treasury to be focusing on? I think it reflects very well and very closely actually to, you know, I was making notes as Stefan talked there about, he talked very eloquently about this very task focused experience and looking for very practical people that have got the, you know, there's obviously this obvious rise in treasury management systems, expertise, big data. How do you feed that back to the business? Um, but we'll come back to the other point that, you know, but they're not looking for people that are necessarily data programmers, but it's the, that they're translators, you know, translate the treasury needs into a language, you know, a number of treasurers I've, I've seen that they, you know, they can program. You know they can do various bits but they're not actually programmers exactly as stefan said there it's more that they're interpreting this where they're talking to the business they're looking at treasury and actually all oh, how they big data in between you know how do they make it work and and then i'm seeing certainly working with businesses and being consultants to the business so you know how does treasury i was talking to a client the other day and he was saying to some of the parts of the business look if you've got a problem call treasury oh well call you no no call anyone in treasury you know we we're there to help you and if that person doesn't know my treasury analyst they'll ask me or they'll ask one of my colleagues and obviously we'll come back more to you know the remote and working from home and all that virtual world and how that's not helped um in that sense but you know it's getting closer to the business um but with the greatest respect to what stefan said there you know one thing i noticed was what about the human element you know, we've got people working in this, you know, you're very much focused on, and rightly so, on getting the systems in place, making sure this, but um, I talked about this number of times, two years prior to pandemic, you know, before it was even there, about, you know, how many treasury professionals had ever had any people management training, you know, your managers, you inherit these teams, you're then managing 10 well five 10 three people i don't know any number of people and as i said to people you know off the record each time i said how much training have you had on people management that um and i think one out of 20 30 50 sometimes will come back yeah a little bit not much i'm like right so you're coaching this professional team a, a treasury assistant you know when were you last a treasury assistant 30 years ago i'm like right how's that going for you you know, and they were like, they were struggling a lot of the time. And, you know, and people say, oh, it's the pandemic and stuff. It's not the pandemic. It's it's overall running your teams and things, you know, throughout this. And again, I was just making notes because looked up the Bruce Tuckman model where you've got the forming, storming, performing and all that stuff. You know, because then throughout this, we have people surviving and coping sort of thing. And it's, you know, we've had Zoom cocktails. You know, we've all had a couple of probably too many Zoom meetings and too many Zoom cocktails, but then one-to-one -one rooms and things. But now we're coming out of this. Are we going to go back to the old way of working? You know, what's going to be next? And that's the, you know, how am I seeing that reflected? You know, going back to the actual question, that's the question. You know, what are you going to be as a new treasury team? What are you going to accept? Are you going to be two days a week in the office, three days a week? You know, how are you going to structure those days? What are you going to do? And, and the worst thing is, I think there's a lot of treasurers without the answers because they're just, oh, okay, I'm back in the office next week. 
is everybody else what's happening and there's it's throwing up more questions than answers Helen I'm sorry that's a that's a good but rubbish answer to a podcaster I know um but I hope that helps yeah absolutely and uh I think that that does answer the question because of the uncertainty that we're, we're all feeling and uh and and I think you know I would the points that Barbara in particular made at the beginning really resonate about the importance of that human element um, and as we take it into a new working model. And, and for me, that's the sort of the standout theme that we've got so far is, is bringing that human element alongside the digitization theme. Um, but Mike, if I can stay with you for a moment. Um, you mentioned recruitment is starting to pick up and there'll be a lot of people who have developed new experiences uh, and new expertise during the last year, uh, but haven't felt that the time was right to move. They might also have gained a sort of a different perspective on their career than they had before. What advice would you have for treasury professionals who are thinking about a change of role? I think the first thing is, is clarity when you are presenting yourself to people, you know, whether that's in a virtual world or real world. When you're meeting people, you know the number of uh, resumes or CVs that we see that don't that are just still full of platitudes. You know, I'm a flexible, motivated individual. We talk about all the time how it drives us mad. What have you done in this challenging period, and what have you achieved? Well, you know, a number of times I'll talk to a candidate. I'll say, right, what have you? How have you got through? Well, we went from this to this. And I got through and then we're brigside relief and we're going back to work. Well, okay, so it was easy, was it, working the tw past 12 months like that? Well, no, it was bloody hard. I'm like, right, okay. So tell me about it. Show me it. You know, give me a, you know, make some notes. Write it down. You know, it's like, show us what you've done. What have you achieved? Um, and also make it based on reality, if you like. You know, so there was a problem that happened. You know, you all went, suddenly you're all working from home hang on, how do we all log into our system? You're talking about digitization here today. How do we all get in there? How do we make it robust? Do we all have the right uh, credentials to get into the system? Do we do this? No, we don't. Okay, how did you solve that? Because people want to know, and how did you get over the problems? Not just, you know, you know. oh, well, we did this, we moved from A to B, and this is how we did it. No, tell us about, you know, be their paracetamol. You know, what headache did you solve? And write it down. I think a lot of treasurers and treasury professionals, as I said earlier, they're very practical, get problems solved, but they're, they're not very good storytellers. So tell your own story and give us a practical example. You know, and some people have said, well, I've not really progressed anywhere in the past 12 months because there's been nowhere to go, you know, bar, as I said, earlier, the bedroom shower. But it, I said, but actually what the work you've done, you've been in 12 hour days and you've got through this. Oh, yeah. Well, explain that. Tell us about it sort of thing. As you said, no. short question, I'll shut up now. Oh, very good. And Mike, clearly you see so many treasury organisations okay. um, and, and you're, you're hearing from them directly about what skills they're looking for, what uh, organisational models they expect to have in the future. Based on that insight that you've gained, how do you see the future of treasury? I think it's embracing this blended way of working. And that is... You know, do you have to have your team 100% in the office all the time? Do you have to go back to that model? Um, how do you entrust and measure people's performance? And, you know, again, how do you coach them? 
you know, if you've got three of your team out for most of the week or there's one person 100%, you know, working from home and how do they integrate? Again, I think it's, you know, how do you become that better people manager? How do you look after those teams? How do you mentor them? You know, a lot of people manage their teams, but not that many actually mentor their teams and take a step back and go, these are what they're going to need. They get My team's going to need in the next six, 12 months. Um, and that's what we need to do to help them. Thank you, Mike. And that brings us full circle back to the points that Barbara made right at the beginning about um, measuring performance, accountability, giving people the the best opportunity to be their best so uh, that's i think uh, you know a really nice place to stop there so barbara stefan mike thank you all so much for your time today it's been a real pleasure talking to you with some great insights which i know people will find very interesting um, I'd like to just introduce the fourth podcast, which will be coming out shortly. Uh, and the fourth podcast will be looking at ESG or environmental, social and governance issues. As businesses in all industries place ESG at the core of their business strategy, treasurers are keen to support that agenda, but they don't necessarily know where to focus to make the most impact. So that podcast, we're going to look at how ESG criteria can help shape investment decision-making, debt issuance, sustainable and transparent operations and supply chains, and more diverse treasury teams. So we really hope you'll be able to join us then. Thank you again, Barbara, Stefan, Mike, and we look forward to speaking to you all in a future podcast. Thank you so much. Thank you.